listening to The Gender Rebels. I'm Kathleen, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Gender Rebels is a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. A big thanks to our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. Hey everyone, I'm Kath. And I'm Faith. Faith, do we have any new patrons to thank? We do. Yay! We've got some fantastic new patrons. Pa- uh, some fantastic new patrons. Awesome. Jessica R. Jessica R. drives a fast, fast car. And Renee M. Renee M. We should hang out with them. We could. I don't know if, I mean, Renee might be cool. We know for a fact that Renee is cool. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to our podcast, chances are you're cool. And if you're a patron, you're extra cool. So congratulations on being cool, Renee. And we love all of our listeners, especially you. Hey, Faith, I got a question. Yeah, what's what's your question? How come I was able to take off work on Wednesday? Because we both have decent jobs where they let us take paid uh, time off. Mm -hmm. What did we do? We went to, uh, both of us took off the day, uh, and we went to NYU Langone, which is a big hospital in here in New York City mm-hmm. they might have locations elsewhere but they're they're in New York City and they are where I got my breast dog mm-hmm. and they're also where I'm hoping you know should my insurance come through which it should uh, I've got to get three more letters mm-hmm. still even though I got the letters previously I just have to get new dates on them which means starting all over again yes for 100% some reason. because you can't we're talking about GRS, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't, to get a consult, you have to have letters mm-hmm. from a psych person, a psychiatrist, a therapist, and uh, your um, like GP mm-hmm. or, or general practitioner or your, your hormone provider or whatever. Um, and then for one of them, I would have had, I actually changed my primary care provider. Mm-hmm. To my endo, who does my hormones, because I was like, otherwise I would have had to get a, another letter from my primary and another letter from my endo. That's four letters. And then I have a heart thing, which is fun. I don't recommend having a heart thing. Uh, so I had to get a letter. I have to also have to get a letter from my cardiologist. So it would have been up to five. Now it's only four. Thank only you. Only four. Yeah. So thankfully I've got, I've got one letter and I've got to get three more. And mm-hmm. so... So that's what you're working on. Yeah, now. but they make you get it. They make you get the letters <gasps> before the consult, and then you get your consult, and then you get a surgery date, which is like a year and a half away. Mm. And then, and then that comes up, and they're like, "Oh, we need new letters." I'm like, all right. So, fine. is it possible? Yeah, that your heart condition or your mental state mm-hmm. would have degraded within that time. It's very possible. So I guess, but. You know, cover your ass. We live in a litigious society. And also, I want to protect trans people. Also, you don't need to get all these letters for a friggin' uh, knee surgery. You know? Like, if I was having a lung removed or something, I don't need letters from therapists to tell me that I can do that. Except there are diagnostic tests that count your blood oxygenation level or your knee function Hmm. There's diagnostic tests to prove you're unhappy with. You? Okay. Anyway, we've we've covered these in similar episodes. We have Some so links anyway. Down below. You got all um, those letters. My GRS, the scheduled uh, gender reassignment surgery, uh, is scheduled for uh, just a few months away now. About, oh my god! About oh my three god. months away. I'm 
Let's just say that as of this recording, it's less than 90 days. So, mm. yeah, which is, which is, once you hit below 100, then mm-hmm. you're like, and then like 90 days is such a, a use, a thing that's used in our society as a measure. Mm-hmm. So it looks like once you hit below 90, you're like, oh. so anyway, I've got that scheduled. So NYU, um, uh, Dr. Rachel Buon Langner uh-huh. and Dr. Zhao, I don't remember his name. Uh-huh. I don't think I've ever met him. Uh, they do, um, they're doing the surgery. So their whole team, they do this um, GRS class, uh-huh. which is actually called the vaginoplasty class. Is it vaginoplasty or vaginoplasty? It might. I don't know. I think it's it's vaginoplasty, which is what I heard. Someone in the talk kept saying vaginoplasty, which I guess is not incorrect, but it always just struck me weird. I like vaginoplasty. Okay, so this is part one of the episode topic, the NYU Langone vaginoplasty class. Yes, it's like a board game. Vaginostably. Vaginostably. <laughs> we can play vaginostably while do, you're do, recovering. Do, 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 do. Yes. Go to jail. Oh, Aww. no. I'm in vagina prison. Aww. Today we'll be talking about this NYU vaginoplasty class that we attended. And this is part one of two. Yeah. So this was not exactly a mm-hmm. GRS class or an SRS class or a gender confirmation class because this was just for girls. Just for, just just for trans women. Building a vagina out of yep. a penis. Yep. Not the other way around. Cutting that thing up. T- tossing some piece of, pieces and then just putting it like, back together bloop. a little differently. And I thought it was interesting because it's not just Dr. Bubon Langer. It's Dr. Bubon Langer and Dr. Zhao. Mm-hmm. Jin Zhao. Zhao. Um, Zhao or Zhao. I'm not sure. And the deal is she is the plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. He is the urinogenitary urologist. I urologist, think is the term. Yes. yes, and you've got the two of them working on. I you, do. Yes, and they're top of the line, like and best in the world. I'm just so happy. About they them. are. They are. I think. I don't. You know. I don't know if they actually have like vagina off. You know. Like once a year, they all get together in Switzerland and they're like, all right, everyone, we're going to see who's best. And of course, it's in Switzerland. Yes. They do. They have metrics for success after the surgery. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. Well, they are, I think, if if they're not the best in the world, they're like top five. So mm-hmm. it's still pretty good. Yes. And they're like a cab ride away. Very quick for me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. natural choice. I think longer wait than Mount Sinai, but my doctor... Another doctor had been like, I don't know, Mount Sinai, I've seen a lot of, compli- heard about a lot of complications from them. Mm. And I'm like, all right, well. I thought Sinai was the best in the world. But I might be basing that on what I read on their website. I think so. All right. The, Sinai is not bad. It's it's actually really good to be able to have uh, two facilities Options that are the among the best in the world. And again... You know, maybe one is top five, maybe one is top ten, but like, whatever. Like, they're mm. both very good... Um, based on the information I have, I, I went to Sinai for my FFS. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. this isn't like I would hate, I hate on Sinai or anything. Mm-hmm. This is just kind of like, I had to make a decision. Um, NYU, I think has, and Dr. Rachel Blue on Langner as, is famous for this and has been for years. Mm-hmm. And she was doing it in Baltimore for ages At and then moved up here and maybe Hopkins. And so it's, yeah. Plus it's, it's Dr. Zhao, Dr. Rachel Bubon Langner and a robot. 
That's right. Who, the third star of the show. I hope has like a really cool name, like in an R2-D2 type fashion. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is our robot. No, nah, it'd be Vagbot. Vagbot 1 or something. No, <laughs> Vagbot I, Well, when we go in, we'll ask. We'll yes. ask, what's the robot's name? And it needs a name. Mm-hmm. So they do... Um, I think twice a year they have this uh, vaginoplasty class where you can come in and they'll kind of walk you through it. Uh, and I mean every single step. Everything. Everything. There's so much. It is not just the day. It is leading up to the day. It is stuff you need to prepare. It is things to expect during and after. It is like literally my dream come true. Yeah. And literally they had sent me. I was very nervous. About this surgery. I still am, obviously, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a major surgery. Uh, and the recovery time can be involved. And it's sort of a lifelong thing. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's a big deal. And so I was very nervous about it. And I had asked them to send me the packet, which I don't think you get until like 12 weeks before surgery. But mm-hmm. I was like, I want it now. The more information, I want, the better. Yeah, I want all the information. I want to know what it's like to recover. I want I want every single thing. And so we... I had read that. Mm-hmm. I have a big folder that's sitting on our dining room table and has been for several months called GRS. And it's it's about an inch thick at this point with all the paperwork. Do you want a binder? I might. I don't know. I have all my other. I have all this medical paperwork because my FFS one, because of all the legal stuff that was involved in the facial feminization surgery yeah. I had. Yeah. Um, ended up that one was like three inches thick mm-hmm. because of that stuff. So it. It's like, yeah, it's it's all that stuff. I've read through it. Yeah. And so when they when they got the class, I was like, well, yeah, of course you got to go to the class. It might be useful. So, and it's the class that is for the patient and mm-hmm. their um, caregiver. Mm-hmm. And Kathleen, I hope you will be my caregiver. I mean, I'll take a look at my schedule and see yeah. how it looks. But yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm in the running for your. Caregiver. You're definitely in the running. Okay. It was going to be you or possibly Bernie Sanders, but I think he's got something going on. He, he mentioned is getting pretty busy, but you know, we'll we'll as we get closer to it, it's going to be a lot easier to yeah. figure out. So we'll go from there. Yes. If you need soup, I'll pick you up soup. So anywho, <laughs> Bernie's very busy. Anywho, um, so yeah, so we we went there on uh, literally this past Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were recording this on Saturday. And I had a very good time. I had it was incredibly interesting. Uh, it was about six hours long. Mm-hmm. I can't sit in a chair for six hours, but oh, I did my best. Trouble, yeah. I did have to take a break at one point and just like walk around the block because she missed I missed a like, lot of good material. I'm sure I did, but it was still like I like I have to get up because we sat in the chairs during lunch too. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anywho, let's kind of run through. I also had a really good time. 80% of that was free sandwiches. 20% was like a really great team and it's really helpful and informative. But I got to tell you, listeners, I'm a sucker for a free sandwich. I got to say, I also went to a event for work mm-hmm. recently and same sort of catering. But I have to say that I think the catering uh, for this NYU thing was better. Interesting. Than the work catering. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... This was an all-day thing. It Actually, was. Actually, it was 10 a.m. to 3.30. Mm-hmm. It's your day. Yeah. Yeah. Do um, you want to talk about what surprised you or what questions you went well, in with? Or do we want to just kind of walk people through our day? We can kind of walk people through our day. Okay. Do you have your notes that you took? You took a bunch oh, of notes. yes, yes. Are they in here? No. Hold the thing. Okay. Here's a dog. Well, Kath is getting the notes that she 
she's going to refill her wine as well. I am drinking a Guinness as we record because it's actually like 140 calories a pint. It's the lowest calorie beer. You guys got to see me. I was, I've been losing weight. I've been very healthy. I went running and biking yesterday and did planks. That's like some serious crap. I also did some squats too. So I've been trying to be very, very healthy. Uh, which is why I'm not in stop drinking, but I'll have like one or two Guinnesses a day. Um, not every day, maybe like, maybe like four, four or five drinks a week, I think is, is where I'm at. I, I have an app that tracks this stuff, including all my food and calories and everything. So it's been fantastic. So if ever I go to the doctor and they're like, how many drinks do you have in a week? I will be able to give them exact data because everyone I think lies in that question. Uh, or at least people who drink even casually, I think, lie with that question when the doctor's like, how much do you drink in a week? And one, you're like, well, what's normal? I guess, I guess zero is what they want to hear, because that's like the best, obviously. But then you're like, okay, well, maybe I have like one glass of red wine with dinner. So, but that's like seven already. And then you're like, well, I don't know. What's, what's the right answer? So maybe you lie. You don't want to say the real answer because it's easy to like go out with friends and just have like four, right? And that just bumps your average up. So anyway, I've actually been doing very well. I can I can answer truthfully that my my number of drinks per week is probably around like three or four. So I also have data on everything I eat. It's fantastic. It's been good. Yes, that's what it's all about. Anywho. Kathleen is coming back now. She's going to locate the correct page. Where did this little brown dog come from? If everyone could turn their hymnals to pay song number 405, <laughs> God is a lightning storm of rage. <laughs> we'll sing that song. Oh, God is a lightning storm of rage. He'll kill every queer with a sword made of <laughs> rage. rage. <laughs> the author of that song was not a very good uh, lyricist. lyricist. But the melodies, <laughs> it's like, I'll never forget that It was that like song. 26 rhymes with rage. Rage, 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 rage. <laughs> like just throw in an age or a page, a page or a... Or a Heterophage. Or phage. You could mispronounce that Greek yogurt that yeah. is fire. Fire. Yes. So anyway, you got your... Uh, or like a macrophage or a microphage. Exactly. You've got your notes. Uh-huh. Phage, I believe, comes from the Greek meaning to eat. Or possibly really? the Latin meaning to eat. Yeah, like a heterophage is an organism that eats other organisms. We're well, heterophages. Well, it's a phage. P-H-A-G-E. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just rhymes with age. Rage. Yeah, but like for Greeks to name their yogurt phage... But actually, Faye, but F-A-G-E? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. Linguists, hit me up. All yep. right. Welcome to NYU Langone. Yes. So, first... Hey, everything there, by the way, is named after someone. You have to take the, the Williamson Corridor to the Bruckner Elevator and depress the Goldenberg button to get to the Durkin fifth floor and take a howitzer right and then walk 20 <laughs> Carbondale feet <laughs> down to the 
Simpson classroom. Yes. Except the weird thing was we were in Alumni Hall B. Right. It wasn't like the the John and Beverly Coke Foundation mm-hmm. Alumni Hall B. It was just Alumni Hall B. Literally every friggin' elevator in this building is named after someone. We had to walk through the Bill and Melinda Gates doors to get into Alumni Hall yeah. B, though. So, all right. Here we are mm-hmm. in Alumni Hall B. Yep. So basically, they kind of go through the pre-surgery stuff. That was the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, then they'll go through kind of the mental health and wellness and support and like the idea that you need a therapist. I'm just going to run through this. We're just going to go, yeah, quick overview of what our then, day schedule is and we'll dive into each of those after we tell you what we did. The Out Foundation yeah. came in and talked. Then they talked about your hospital stay, what to expect there. Mm-hmm. Then you met your hospital care team. Then there was like integrated health, which they call. Um, then we got sandwiches for lunch. And then I they- had two sandwiches. One was like turkey and brie. No, I'm sorry. One was ham and brie. And the other was turkey, kind of a lettuce, tomato thing. I think I had a, I had a turkey. And a bag of chips and a cookie. They uh, did not have enough pickles for a thing of trans girls. They did have a container of nothing but pickles and even then yeah I, I, was they it a good went, pickle or was it, it was a, a decent pickle yeah all right all right so then you talk about post-surgery then you meet your surgeons then they talk about the supplies you need post-op and the aftercare shopping part then we talk about your pelvic floor this got a good chunk of time your pelvic floor is important and we'll get to that when mm-hmm. we get to that then uh we had a patient panel this was awesome which uh you got to meet some people who had had the surgery. Mm-hmm. And then there was uh, some questions, a Q&A. So, yeah. It was also available to people um, around the world. There was a WebEx connection. Um, for anyone who ever does any kind of conferencing at work, WebEx is garbage. And my opinion of that was only reinforced. But that was actually the only off yeah, the, the web conferencing didn't work. So, like, sometimes, like, someone would be talking, except all you could hear was the WebEx people mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. the people listening in, but they couldn't, they and, couldn't ask questions because we, we couldn't hear them. And, and we couldn't tell them to mute their microphone because they had us muted, but we didn't have them muted and we couldn't. Uh, the Gender Rebels endorses Zoom. Yes, Zoom for your web conferencing needs. I wasn't, Not WebEx. I wasn't is, consulted, but I'll say sure. Total garbage. Yeah. All right. Anywho. So, so pre-surgery. We got to talk about making sure that you have a support network in mm-hmm. place. That mm-hmm. was a that was a huge part of this. It's like you need someone to take care of you, to go get you soup, to do to check on to things, check on to you. call your doctor, to pick up your yeah. prescriptions, to yeah, a lot of it's bringing you food. Yeah, they, and like helping you up off the couch so you can. They didn't mention. Pee. I think they said uh, liquids for a little bit, but they didn't really make that clear. Mm, mm-hmm. Did they? I am always very attuned to what your food oh, needs okay. are, and since the surgery will involve staying in the hospital, yes. for a few days. Oh, liquid diet for the first day or so. One day, one day. Okay, and of then a you liquid get hospital diet. food, and after that. Your food is normal. I did ask about the food in the hospital, and uh, one of the other patients said it was it was pretty good. So I feel I've like had hospital are... food once or twice yeah. in my life, and uh, I think we mentioned this, but it was just okay. It's, it's not disgusting, bland. though. No, it wasn't disgusting. It was just kind of bland. And they honestly, don't season it. Baby girl, this is New York City. You want the finest pho? You want seared foie gras? You want 
kebabs made of lamb straight from Lebanon? I got you. I know, but when I'm in the hospital, I'm going to trust what they feed me. I'm going to get you all the takeout you want. Okay. okay. No, no. When we're in the hospital, we'll go with what they need. What and then you'll bring in chicken? you'll bring in your food, and yeah. then I'll be like, oh, that smells delicious. I guess I'm going to eat this bland pasta. You want a dirty martini? No, I shouldn't. You want a lobster boiled live before your very eyes? Just because I'm a sadist, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's okay. that was a big deal. Support network was they, a huge yeah, thing. They emphasized that right mm-hmm. from the beginning, which I wonder maybe was their way of like buttering up the people who were there, even though they didn't need the surgery in case we yeah. would like get bored. They told us how important we were, how we might need our own therapists to get through this, how you can't do this alone. And if you think about it, that's really sort of shitty that you can't do this alone when... I don't think you can. For I mean, something that culturally overall is an alienating thing people are rejected from their family or for their yeah. friends people no, are I mean, fired from their jobs like I'm, this risks your network it does but you need your network i'm by myself lucky that i've got you Aww. remind me to treat her well everyone um so they talk <laughs> about the support network they talk about therapists and things they talk about travel and lodging which for us was pretty easy because we're just gonna take a cab but mm-hmm. they also mention you know but we had people from Massachusetts mm-hmm. and people from like upstate and oh, places. Yeah. Upstate New York. So there are a few people travel. People for travel. This. People travel. And I actually one of the nice things about living in New York City is I don't have to travel for this. Yeah. And that's rare. Most people do have to travel for this. You're so lucky. I'm lucky, but I also don't have a dishwasher, <laughs> washer dryer in my house, or any fucking closet yard. or a yard for my dogs to play in or windows we have a window or room to take decent photos in my apartment yeah 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 all right so it's a trade-off i was gonna yell at you about your privilege again but yeah we yeah we we'll never have a dishwasher we will never own property ever we'll see we'll see about that all right all right so, so anyway supplies you need to talk about the supplies you need to bring well real quick so okay so for those of you who are listening just to touch on that travel and lodging thing yeah some of you might be planning to come to nyu or mount sinai or or some other place or the mayo clinic or john Hopkins. like some of you might be planning to travel and what they're saying is you do need to plan for several days close to the hospital because there are quick follow-ups what the document says is you'll be required required to stay within an hour's drive of the hospital for two weeks yeah after your discharge so it's surgery a week in the hospital and then two weeks in an airbnb or a hotel or whatever Within an hour. Within an hour of, of the, hospital. the hospital. So that is roughly seven blocks. So. <laughs> Shut up. No, it's ah. not. <laughs> not true. No. In the case not of really New York, that. that you can go to a more affordable place out in Queens or out in New Jersey. Like, there, there's a, a radius around the hospital that is, is reasonable. You won't be able to take the subway for a while. That was actually one of my questions that I forgot to ask. Is like, how yeah. soon post-op can you take the subway? Um, so you want to be... Uh, and within an hour's drive mm-hmm. for two weeks after, because there are a couple of post-op checkups. And also, they don't want you to be stressed by yeah. a lot of travel. So they don't want you driving yourself or, or pushing yourself in any mm-hmm. way. So for those of you who are thinking of traveling, bear in mind that it's a week in the hospital after the surgery, plus two weeks after that. At least that's how they want it for NYU. Yeah. 
So it's just take a month. You need you need a, a month, month, right? Take a month. I'm taking two months off work. So I think you do need a month. So then they're like, okay, for the hospital, bring your phone and charger, extra mm-hmm. long charger. Oh, I'll get you extra Some long Some headphones. Charger. Okay, I got that. Mm-hmm. They're like a Netflix or Hulu subscription. Like, Free. Right. One month trial. They even yeah. make a note of that. Uh-huh. Um, so small. you're going to be bored. So they didn't say like Disney Plus because, you know, uh, they know you're going to be bored. You're going to be in the hospital for five days. And you can only watch so much Baby Yoda. Yeah, there's only like ten episodes of that. Okay, you yeah, know, you need a, you need to watch like a show. You need Doctor Who for this. You know what? Uh, like something, something complicated. No, just where there's hundreds of episodes. Oh, yeah. Ooh, you should watch Lost because it's very. I don't detailed want to watch Lost. It looked, it ended shittily. That's why I always. That's why I'm always like five years behind everyone else on TV because I want to see how it ends before I even bother. Game of Thrones ended shittily, and we enjoyed it. We did, yes. Anyway, so anyway. Um, small handheld mirror so that you can look at your new shiny new vagina. Hey, y'all, they went into this a lot. They said, don't think you can use your phone to view your crotch. Oh, you're go- you'll be looking at your crotch because you'll be dilating. We'll get to that in a minute. But you need a small handheld mirror, a compact, your mm-hmm. blush, your eyeshadow compact. Not going to do it. Your no. phone, not going to do it. You need a small handheld mirror, and they pointed out that there is an item on Amazon that is, like, the best possible. That is this extendo mirror with a little light on it. I will do some research and hopefully have a link for it in the show notes. But you got to be able to see your crotch. Yep. And also, when you see it, it sounds to me like a very profound moment. I think it could be. We'll see. Like, how could it not be? I don't know. I mean, because okay. it's like on day five. So we'll see. It's going to happen. And it's like day Faith four, is going to roll her eyes and be like, yeah, next. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. We'll okay. see how it is. Yeah. I, I, I'm I, going to cry. As I process things slowly, I cry at random moments. Mm-hmm. So who mm-hmm. knows? I, I'm weird. All right. I'm just weird, especially with emotional stuff. Come on. You? Yeah. yeah I'm surprised. I, I don't even have emotions except anger. <laughs> Rage. 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 Anywho, so all right, you need that Chucks pads. I think they talked about, and they say Chucks pads slash puppy pee pads. I don't remember this. I remember talking about maxi pads. I feel like I would have remembered them saying puppy pee pads, but I did think to myself that you, we would need bench pads. Yeah. So that's the same thing as as a dog's piddle pad or something like that. It's just an absorptive layer with a plastic sheeting on you the bottom. You are going to be leaking out of your new vagina like crazy. So much discharge. What is the deal with? friggin vaginas and leaking it's because it's because cis thing. women leak from age 13 on discharge of various mm-hmm. colors yeah and what this week is you playing catch-up yeah they also did they also mentioned all the various colors of discharge oh, they did, that they you will have the, yes the rainbow and of discharge. you need some lube and you'll need some antibacterial soap and loose clothing mm-hmm. they always say loose clothing don't wear tight 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 clothes. Don't wear no body dress, okay? They know how much you love your leggings. I know. Because leggings are wonderful. Leggings are my comfy pants. Anywho. You're going to so, need like a, a skirt. Yes. And so finally, after this, I can go jogging without worrying about uh, anything falling out while eh, I'm wearing leggings. There'll oh, well. be other things to worry about. There'll be plenty of other things to worry about. So that was the pre-surgery. They talked about mental health wellness support. And this was sort of ties into the pre-surgery. They're very into like, you know, have your therapist. Um... Talk to your therapist, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I don't have a therapist. I don't yeah, know how no, much talk therapy would benefit me, but anywho. Yeah, I noticed you sort of breezed past that. 
what's your notes pretty on the therapy? important stuff i'm aware but like i feel like talk therapy isn't gonna work for me and so also i've tried to get a therapist because kath wants me to get a therapist because probably because of the previous mentioned uh random crying rage 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 and rage, rage. rage i have rage and sadness i have several emotions i would like to point out um and fun isn't it's fun's not an emotion not but it, really. it's like kind of one um we yes go ahead why don't you talk it just they emphasized and i put in my notes and do want to emphasize to all of our listeners and if faith happens to overhear this you know good um this is a big deal all surgery is a big deal all surgery has a risk for depression after the fact even if it's wonderful even if it's childbirth for someone who has been dying to have this baby and I can't wait to be a mom or a dad and how great that's going to be. It's still a big deal. And there's, it it does a number on your brain, your body chemicals and your brain chemicals are all over the chart. And your mental health is as important as your eyes or your teeth or any other part of your body. And what they recommend is having someone to talk to before, during, and after. Not during, during, but you know what I mean. To keep you sort of grounded in the process. To be that listening board. To be that um, external, uh, unrelated observer. To to just get you through it. Um, they emphasize this so much that I even thought, hey, maybe I should look into getting someone to help me through the process of being the caregiver. I'm just standing next to the bed holding out a bowl of soup. And it's still a big change. So look into that. If you don't already have a person, a professional to talk to, do some research. We'll have a link down below to the Psychology Today, exhaustive resources. And uh, in this case, the great team at NYU said, if if you don't want to do that, because that can be kind of overwhelming. It is so exhaustive. There's so many people. They said, give us a call. We can refer you to people. Um, we'll figure out I whatever the cost. Anyone. That's the hard part. I couldn't find a fucking therapist to save my life because they're Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Or they're not taking new patients or whatever reason. Like, it's it's bloody impossible. It's not like I haven't tried. It's just bloody impossible. With respect, yes, for your lived experience. Uh huh. <laughs> um, there there are some therapists that work evenings and weekends. That it does take some digging. It's you you've decided not to, and that is totally okay. I do. I and, put the effort in. But I, I want the effort listeners in. to know. All right. Yes, listeners. If you <laughs> if you can if you can. Uh, I tried my bloody hardest, all right? All right? I all only right. have so many spoons I can put toward looking for a therapist. Assuming talk therapy even works for me, which is not guaranteed. And maybe you don't need it. That's the other thing. You are not sufficiently motivated to get it because maybe you don't even need maybe. it. I so, know. okay. So that is all. Um, mm-hmm. Do it if you can. Do it if you want to. Do it if you're able to. Yeah. That's all. So next up, Out Foundation Talk. Anyway, if you if a therapist could be helpful for you, don't let me discourage you. I yes. get very discouraged because I spent a lot of time trying to find one, and it was near impossible. In fact, it was impossible. Um, Out Foundation Talk. Out Foundation. They do... Actually, it seems like some really interesting work. We're going to have a link down below. But they actually provide uh, an apartment here in New York City 
They can if you need it. Yep. They can if you need it. And that is fantastic. Luckily, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. If uh, if this is something you're looking for, I definitely, rem- re- eh, I definitely recommend checking them out. I think that, that could be an amazing resource, a free apartment. Mm-hmm. And they do some other stuff. They also do some, like, health and wellness type things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were paying for this whole event. I think they paid for the food, so they got to talk. <laughs> I mean, I honestly got the sense that the Out Foundation is, like, two full-timers and some volunteers. Yeah. Like, I got the idea that it was a very small group, but a really... I, I was impressed with what they were able to offer mm-hmm. and what they're willing to do and how critical important that is. Um, pretty sure NYU Langone has a little more cash than Out Foundation and is probably bankrolling the sandwiches. Maybe maybe MIU's paying for the sandwiches. Langone, so- incidentally, is some Wall Street asshole, blah, blah, blah. blah. We'll yeah. take his money, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the then we went through the hospital stay, what to expect on that. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how awesome your rooms are going to be. Apparently, it's a fancy new hospital. Oh, they went on and on and on about your view and your big screen TV and your touch screen controller and the couch that turns into a bed for one person, maybe two. You really don't want to do more than two. It looks nice. I mean, the photos they had did look nice. I think it probably will be pretty nice. I mean, as far as things go, our, our friend of ours had their appendix taken out at NYU and talked mm-hmm. about how lovely it was and despite how it was the best the hospital. Pain. Despite having an organ removed <laughs> were they at, at the east midtown location or the brooklyn they were location? at the new one they oh i feel like one. they yeah. were so they kept talking about how amazing it was so but before think, you get to your room yes. this is something i took some notes on mm-hmm. they talked about like the day of obviously and meeting with the surgical team mm-hmm. and the anesthesiologist and the nurse and you change into the robe and you'll wait in this area and then we'll take you to this area and you say your goodbyes they went through all that. They didn't. Oh, they didn't say say your goodbyes. They specifically used the term see, see you later, not goodbye. Mm-hmm. Correct. Sorry yes. about that. Um, they had said you will after you know someone will put something in your arm. They'll put a mask. Mm-hmm. You'll tell you to count down from ten, and you'll go ten. <laughs> yeah. Which is how it went with the your first other two time, the first, No, the first one I was like, I put it on and it was like, they're like, come back from 10. And I was like, this doesn't smell like plastic. And that was And it. then you were out. Because <laughs> Katha told me it would smell like plastic. Because mm-hmm. you got uh, a, a plastic thing on yeah. your face. The other one, I don't remember. I think I, I must have put it on and, and done what they needed. But I don't, I don't quite remember that moment. Yeah. And then you so, wake up. And you'll be in a place called the PACU. P-A-C-U. Mm-hmm. Um, U is unit. Post, post acute care unit. Oh, post anesthesia care unit. Post anesthesia yes. care unit. So when you come off anesthesia, <clears throat> your body really don't want to be on anesthesia. So when you come off anesthesia, your they they check to make sure like everything got back working the way it's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, they're watching your, your heart. brain's still working. They're your watching heart's your still breathing. Working, your lungs are still working. You are going to be intubated for mm-hmm. this. You are going to be mm-hmm. catheterized. You are going to have all kinds of tubes and shit hooked up to you. So you'd be in the pack you 45 to 60 minutes, and that's going to be before I can come in. Yeah. It's just going to be you and them, and you're awake. And I, won't, like, I probably won't remember that. I'll just be like, give me a I hope friggin' not. beverage, because yes. my mouth is all dry. I need dry. ice chips. Yes. And then they... They said, and they mm-hmm. they apologized in advance. Yeah, they said this a few times, and they said it in the paperwork as well. You may need to spend one night in the pack you. It is not desirable. It is unavoidable. Uh, in that case, the caretaker or would just go home for that night because I can't 
sleep in the PACU with you. They said, you, I think, 10 minutes every every three hours or something was uh, what the af- After that initial 60-minute yeah. observation. So, so, they're very apologetic, but they said, you know, we are a hospital in an urban area. We can't always count on having the beds. Like, I feel like they were very experienced with this. Yes. And they wanted to give us a very clear and um not sugar-coated idea yeah of what to expect exactly which i really appreciate no, that was good and they said about one in ten it happens and i said part of the reason is just if the room's not available the room's not available and they have to wait for the person to check out yeah and then they brought that up again when they talked about checking out, checking out. <laughs> and they're like and you, get out you because need to make room you gotta have, make room for the other person <laughs> um they also talked about like your someone had the question of like oh well, there'll be other trans girls on the floor who just had the surgery. And they were like, yes, they, you will have. They do two surgeries do in a day. Twice a day. Yeah. So you do have like your vag sister. you got a vag sister. And they said, if you want to meet your vag sister, they can they can hook that up. But they would need both vag sisters to be like, yeah, let me meet her and, and be supportive. And then they came in very loud and strong. Do not compare yourself oh yes to your vag sister we won't let you meet Mm -hmm. if you do that you have to not do that because that is not a valid comparison and we have gone over this on previous episodes yes so Mm post-surgery the big what say being trans is not a contest except it is and kim petrus already won (laughs) No so, one else can win. So no one else can win. The I'm contest sorry. is over. It's done. You can play the game, but you may as well be a child in a sandbox because you're not going to win. So don't get too bummed, okay? Yeah. yeah. And Petra wins. It's, yep. Pain. Yes. First few days. Is your crotch going to hurt? They, uh, they, they're basically doing the thing. They, they mentioned that you're going to be on painkillers. Mm-hmm. They said no opiates, actually. Right. Which is great. I don't want to be on opiates. Because the Tylenol, the Motrin, and the Gabapentin, mm-hmm. which is the same cocktail you did after your face, yep. does it. They have opiates on hand if they need it, if they if that cocktail isn't doing it. But Tylenol, Motrin, Gabapentin. Yeah, I don't wanna I don't wanna take opiates if yeah. if, if if it's at all avoidable because um it's it's basically it's very possible to get addicted and people do. Yeah. Yep. So. But the worst pain yeah. that you will feel, they said, is gas pain. Yes. And this isn't like, oh, I have to fart and can't. This is gas in your belly. In your. <sighs> your Carcass uh, isn't the word. No, your there's trunk. trunk. In your trunk. In your torso. There's yes. a word for like, there's a sack. Uh, that you all your organs hang out in, and so it's like literally gas in that mm-hmm. because the robot, Badgebot one thousand, <laughs> um, you know organs are not neat and pretty like in diagrams. They're all just kind of shoved up in there with some blood and goop and and fluids and tissues and membranes mm-hmm. and shit. It's apparently a mess. There's there. some membrane to sort of hold them in place cuz they're not all slopped at the bottom of your trunk. Yeah. But they're they're just bleh. So they they the robot blows air to kind of separate things, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. The robot's apparently quite fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
and the robot blows air to like move shit around so it's that they can see better. Space. Yeah. Yes. And so that gas stays there. And the thing is, the, gas... They're, actually, they're able to take most, most of, it out, of it out, but not yes. all of it. So the gas that you would normally be thinking of, of like, you know, is in your small inte- or your large intestine. Yeah, and that's, your digestive That's system. what you fart out. That's not this. The thing is, if gas is elsewhere in your body, one, it hurts apparently. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of like just roll your torso around. Uh, but your body reabsorbs that. Eventually. Eventually, and it's kind of slow. And then it gets into your large intestine, and then you can pass it. But it's that is apparently the, the hardest part. They the most painful part. It's the first few days. It's going to be uh, the worst pain. It's going to be that gas pain. They said you're going to feel it in your shoulder, shoulders, your neck, your back, and your tummy. Yeah. So it's not even going to be down around by your junk. It's going to be higher mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Is that because the gas rises? I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. Me neither. Um, the patient will have a Foley catheter. You'll be catheterized. Mm-hmm. There'll be an IV in your hand. There will be uh, a wound vacuum. Oh, yes. The wound vacuum, which is another sort of little robot. That just takes care of discharge. Yes. And they need it. They can't just have you on a pad. Don't worry, there's pads in your future. But they need to track how much fluid is discharging from your brand new (laughs) vagina! Brand new vagina! That's sort of a Broadway song. It is. What's a song about a brand new vagina that's more to your taste? Um, I don't know if I could do it, but it'd be like... Brand new vagina, brand new vagina, brand new. It's brand new. It's a vagina. Yeah, I don't know. We have different musical tastes. They're gonna have a brand new vagina. Yes, I should write that song on my upcoming electronic album that I've not recorded. Good plan. Yes. Of course, it's not recorded. It's upcoming. It's upcoming. Come on. Upcoming could mean I've recorded it and it's yet to be released. This is true. So anyway, she has that's yeah. There's a there's a a vacuum. Yep, and. On like day four, we're getting into like the the post surgery, but mm-hmm. um, day day four before you stay in the hospital five days. So day four, they will take your packing out. No, no, I'm sorry. Day four, they take all, most of your dressing off, well, day including three, the robot. You get to move from a bed to a chair. Yes. Day four. What my notes are, the waddling begins. You get to start walking. Uh Uh-huh. Dressing, here's the words they use. Your dressing, your wound dressing, comes down. Mm. So they remove most of it. Most of it, but they keep the packing. The packing packing is the last thing. Yep. And they said the packing, removing the packing apparently feels very, very weird. (laughs) And I've had packing removed from my nose, and I believe you have as well. I have, yeah. And it does feel very, very weird. And so I'm not... Yeah. Not looking forward to most of this. Yeah. Uh, the surgery is like the results I look forward to, but not the getting there. I don't look mm. forward to this. I mean, that room looked pretty nice. And I like any situation where people just bring me food mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't have to think about what like I'm going to eat. Like restaurants, but better. Even though. Because you're even, in bed. No, because I still kind of want, I still kind of miss like college dining hall where 
where it's just like I don't have to think about food, I don't have to cook it. It just sort of is there, and there will be and I can have I some, yeah. yeah. And yes. so that's like so any sort of situation, I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Um, and then day four, you get your first view of your new vagina. Yes, and day five, which is your last day. Your no, day four, you get. Is that when you start? One of these days, you start, the, the person will come in and show you how to dilate. Dilation is a huge, big deal. I'm sure y'all have heard about it. I feel like dilation day is day five. Okay. Um, because that's the day that they say, have that hand mirror. Mm-hmm. That's when all the packing is removed. And they say, this is a self-love day. Yes. And so you get to learn to dilate. Mm-hmm. Which should never hurt. It is a new sensation. It involves a lot of pressure and stretching. You might not like it. But, according to the team, it should never hurt. Yeah. I will be interested to mm-hmm. help you and observe how it actually goes. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's basically once... Uh, and then also day four, they pull out your catheter mm-hmm. at, like at, in the evening. Yes. So you have all morning to pee. And they said basically the, with the catheter, your bladder gets like really lazy. Yes. And your bladder muscles that squeeze it get really lazy. And they're yes. like, I'm not going to work if I don't have to. Yeah. So they kind of have to like wake up. And Our bodies waiting, are fascinating. They're waiting to see if your bladder wakes up. They're yeah. paying attention. And if it doesn't, you you might have to get a catheter back in for another week while you're at home. Yeah. So Which, I'll look if forward it to does, that. We, I don't like do, yeah. I don't like the sensation of like having to pee. But that's the thing. Uh, they said with a catheter, gonna... you'll feel like you have to pee, and you can just go. I know it's gonna be weird. Just pee. It's all gonna be weird. Yeah, you're in bed. Pee. It's just going to be so weird. What if you love it so much you just want to have a catheter all the time so you don't uh, have to get up from the couch while I've you're watching TV? I've had a catheter TV. before. Oh. I don't care for it. <laughs> I mean, but we'll that see. Was with your I could just have a tube that just runs to the toilet. Exactly. Just get some plastic tubing. Or out the window. It's shorter. Yeah, there you go. We have one window. Mm-hmm. Um, You had a catheter, but it was with your old junk. It was with my old junk. So I don't know how it'll feel with the new junk, but we'll see. So that's... So day five, yep. you dilate. They're mm-hmm. also gonna, you're also going to douche. Yep. That's part of the post. They, they have a whole diagram of douching. Mm-hmm. Uh, a which video I, that you have to watch ten times. Uh-huh. Which I had thought was a little like... Uh, I thought douching was not a thing people did anymore, but apparently this is different. In so. special surgical, post-surgical yeah. circumstances, yes. It does okay, make sense so. to douche. Um You'll dilate, douche, dilate, pick up your prescriptions, and go home on day yeah. five. Waddle your way out to a cab. They need you out. Someone else needs that bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's your, your, so yeah, we met the nurses. They were fantastic as well. Nurses are always fantastic. Oh my God. I'll always sing the praises of nurses. They got the whole team there. And one woman's like, mine is the last face you'll see going in. Hers is the first face you'll see afterwards. Like it was so nice mm-hmm. to just... Meet these amazing women and hear about their years of experience and tell us this is what girls have done in the past. This is what it'll be like for you. Yeah. Like, I felt very, very comforted by that. I did. I, I felt did. reassured of their expertise. Mm-hmm. It's going to be weird no matter what. Also for them to take the time to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they get paid for it, but like, you they're know. crazy busy. They're freaking busy. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Great. We'll talk to you next time, everyone. Bye. All right, everybody. Bye.
If you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making more great content, go to patreon.com forward slash gender rebels. Please leave a five star review on iTunes and send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com or find us on Twitter at the gender rebels. Music for the gender rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Follow the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for all our episodes, visit genderrebels.com. The Gender Rebels is a comeback sync production. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. And to all you gender rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye. Bye.